Hello, and welcome to a safe space created by two recovering perfectionists. This podcast is designed to guide you to accept what is, process what has, and find clarity in what will be. Astrid and Zoe here, the host of The Philanthrotherapist. some time to write out my week's must-haves. I've got a lot on my plate, so. Yeah. It always helps me to, like, pick one thing a day that I need to get done or want to get done, that would, and that would make me feel accomplished if I got done. That way I don't feel as if I'm overwhelmed because it's just, it's, it's that one thing, you know? What happens if you have to get three things done in one day? Because that's where I'm at. You take them one at a time. Well, I guess I'll be making a bigger to-do list today. (laughs) Yeah, some days are a little bit, you know, more challenging than others. Today's one of those days, for sure. But we're here. We showed up for you guys. We did. Um, definitely want to touch base back on values from last week. I hope you've taken the time to set up your values, um, narrow them down, and just really hone in on what is important to you and what is important for you to be able to achieve the life that you desire. Yes, so this week we are actually going to be touching on boundaries and with boundaries, there are, well, there are many different ways to set boundaries, but they kind of go hand in hand with values. Yeah. And regardless of the reason why you set boundaries, the importance of keeping them, it's the importance of keeping them that matters the most with with standing or standing your ground, drawing that line and staying on that side of it. So I guess let's just hop right in. Do you want to start with your number one boundary? I don't know that I have specific boundaries and that they're rated as much as just when I'm faced with a decision, I then ask myself, does this align with my values? And your gut's going to tell you regardless right away. You know, if you're feeling out of alignment with the decision that you're leaning towards, it's because it's not the right decision. So um, I think it, it kind of comes down to as long as you have a strong understanding of your values and you can sense when you feel aligned with them, you need to make the decision that aligns with you and your values in that moment, even if it is bringing you discomfort in the moment, because you're going to have an extremely uh, three times the amount of resentment later if you just, if you don't put yourself into that discomfort in that moment to say no to something. So what you're saying is no is a boundary. Yeah. It is. 
a lot of people don't know how to say no and they actually feel guilty if they say no to someone so like you said resentment many times someone will ask you to do something for them or ask for your help and then in the end you're always you're like why did I help them now I don't have time for ABC to get done for myself so yeah you're right making that re you make yourself resent someone that you actually care about just because you didn't have a boundary set for yourself to be like I cannot do this today I'm sorry I cannot help you take your dog to the park today or I can't watch your kids today so right it's not saying I don't want to watch your kids it's ask again please I would enjoy doing that it's just not something I can do today exactly do you think no is like a full sentence for you like if someone was to ask you something do you feel that you have to give them a reason or can you just say no I don't feel like no is a state is a, a is its own sentence um, an explanation is you trying to justify that no so it I guess it just depends if you're confident in the reasons why you're saying no you may not feel like you need to give them an explanation but if you are not confident in the reasons you're saying no, you may stumble on your words to try to figure out how you could most easily let them down. And then it's almost like you're you're lying not only to yourself, but you're lying to them when you come up with those explanations that it could be like a real explanation, but in reality, there is no need for it. Like honestly, if I said no, it's for a reason, like no. Like that's that is what it is. Yeah, and the the people that have their boundaries established are going to respect that you said no and they're going to respect your boundaries because they respect theirs saying yes is a default in our society we don't even think before we say yes to a question most of the time do you think they most people do it out of like a people pleasing yeah people pleasing kind yeah. of thing but also i mean it's an innate quality for us as a human to want to belong a sense of belonging and acceptance that makes so we want to do things that will help people accept us or be more accepted and then have you ever noticed that the ones that do have their boundaries set a lot of times when you reach back out to them say let's say you help someone and you're like hey I gave you my time I gave you my effort I went out of my way to help you but when you need something and you ask in return and they say no, do you, do you automatically feel that they are using you? No, I think it comes back to you. You don't have your boundaries established and you resent them for having theirs. Correct. And when it comes down to it, you're resenting that person for something that you didn't do. So just taking responsibility for that. And that's when it's like responsibility has takes on a whole nother meaning. It's your ability to respond. Responsibility. Agreed. So I guess saying no in a sense is actually saying yes to yourself. Yeah, anytime you say yes to someone else, you're saying no to yourself. You just have to factor if it's worth that sacrifice. Now let's I mean let's be clear we don't it's not always no you don't always have to say no but it always it's only when it aligns with your values when it aligns with your values if is it gonna help me with my health 
wealth, playfulness, you know, is it going to bring those attributes to my life by performing that action for someone else? So in your sense, if someone was asking you to watch their kids, it could potentially, if you've been feeling down or you haven't been as playful, that could actually bring out that best value in you right. and actually bring that to light. Exactly. It could pull out some of those playful, some of my, you know, in, inner child playful um, characteristics by being able to do that. And is it a, is it technically a chore, you know, or a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like when you do something for someone. <laughs> when you help them? Yeah. I guess I'm looking for like a specific word that, that categorizes that, but not there so we're gonna move past it <laughs> we'll think um, of it later yeah it's like when you do something for someone you're still stuck on it it's in your brain yeah um when you perfectionism <laughs> i can't move fast because i need this word um when you do something for someone it doesn't have to be like you're still doing that but like not that you have to get something out of everything you do for other people, but in a sense, yeah, you kind of do. Um, or why are you, you know, why are you doing it? That's true. So, huge boundary. No, it is a full sentence. So just get used to saying it whenever it helps you move your needle instead of someone else's. Not yes. that it's not okay to help other people, but it's okay to help yourself. Yes, and you can't help other people without making sure your cup is full. And in order to do that, you have to help yourself. And don't feel guilty. That's one thing that I think comes with a lot of times when someone says no, they end up feeling guilty about it. So, like, you just have to get over the fact that you can't help that person today because you have to do something for yourself. And then in the end... When you, if you have additional time, you can always reach back out. Or maybe you've had other prior obligations. You've said yes to other people. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always have to be, you know, that you have said yes to yourself so much that you can't say yes to someone else. It's, you know, being here on Sundays, I'm saying yes to, to make this podcast. At the end of the day, boundaries, though, aren't just saying no. It's saying yes. To things that maybe you put off or push aside to be more available for others because if you're in this people-pleasing spiral tunnel pattern odds are you're saying no to the things that you need to do to have the life you want you're saying no to yourself if you flip that and then start saying yes right start saying yes to yourself. So at the end of the day, anytime you go to say no to someone, you're actually doing it because you're saying yes to something else. Whether it's for you, for you or, for, or for, something else. for something else. So it's not a no. But it's yeah, a yes it to something else. It is a yes to something else. It's a, a yes to a better, more aligned decision. Yes, correct. Yeses and nos, those are both boundaries that I think really cover the word boundaries. I mean, once you get out of the yes and the no stage, it's more of like a physical boundary. Right. 
but that kind of starts with yourself. All boundaries, you know, start and end with yourself. However, you, like when you have boundaries in your physical space, within your home, it's like when I'm here, I do this in this room. I don't allow myself to eat food in my bed. If that's a boundary of yours, and rightfully so, you know, sometimes you gotta keep things separate. I don't have a TV in my room because my room's not for television, my room is for sleeping. And so that's a boundary within my, within my house and within myself. If I allow myself to, to waver, on, waver those. on those very simple <laughs> boundaries of not eating in your bed or not watching TV in your room, um, you can only hold a boundary to someone else if you can hold it to yourself. As as much as true as you hold them to, within into yourself. So this all starts with you. With you and your home, your body, your physical environment. And I think also we need to put in like the mental environment. So a lot of times people will not set set boundaries for how things make them feel mentally and they will end up draining themselves. Like you mentioned earlier, like having your cup full. If you, just because it, you you might have a physically full cup, whether it's like you have it the amount of time to do it, you have the, the effort to do it, you know, you have like your ducks in a row, you may not mentally be there and people can mentally drain you, whether it's through, you know, work or their presence or just their constant need, that can be very, very draining. So I think that that also has to be said when you think of the small amount of physical boundaries that you may start with yourself, like you no know, TV in your bedroom. There's also, you know, the mental side of that as well. No negative self-talk. Exactly. And that is all mental. That is all mental because, I mean, I guess you could look in the mirror and physically talk, but you mentally are repeating that back to yourself. Absolutely. And with that too, it's like you only allow people to treat you as bad as you treat yourself. As soon as that, as soon as somebody starts to treat you worse than you treat yourself is when you start to recognize that they are not treating you well. So if you treat yourself badly, you talk down to yourself, you talk negative about yourself, that's the amount, that's the threshold, threshold of which you will allow and accept other people to do and say and those things to you. You know, it took me actually having kids to realize how I was allowing other people to talk to myself and how I didn't even see that it was causing an issue. But whenever I look at my daughter and I'm like, I would never let her think or talk about herself in that way, it flipped the script for me. Absolutely. I was like, oh my goodness, how can I put on a pair of jeans and self like talk down on myself when I would never allow my daughter to do that because she's beautiful no matter what she puts on. So I think in that aspect, it kind of comes back to, again, your values, like thinking about like you cannot self-hate, self-judge, self-sabotage yourself. That's huge. Like mentally, you have to set that boundary for yourself to not look in the mirror or not look at yourself and hate yourself for something. Yeah, and so what it comes down to is just your example right there is perfect. You don't have to have a child to feel that way because guess what? There's an inner child inside of all of us. So if you do have an exterior child that resonates with you as an example, 
anytime you go to talk negative towards yourself, think of, look at and picture that small child and what would you say to them? And that's exactly what you should turn around and say to yourself instead of what would naturally pop up, switch the script to this child. And if there isn't a child that resonates you with you, Go back to, you know, like find a picture of yourself as a child in like, a, you know, maybe one of your favorite pictures of yourself as a child and then store that mentally in your, in your memory. And that's who you're talking to. Close your eyes and talk to that person with compassion. Obviously, physical boundaries can be who you allow yourself to be around. I feel that. For me, a physical boundary is to not allow myself to be around someone who drains me. Drains me. <laughs> Their values don't align with mine. And I know this is probably cliche, but they say to, you know, you are you are a makeup of the six people that you are around most that, often. Most often. Um, so I feel that that you is You can a only huge... be as good as the worst person you spend your time with. Exactly. Because you will always put bring yourself to that other person's highest expectations of you. Because you can't you can't go past that because then you've outgrown that person and you will no longer hang out with that person anymore. Right. Um, so I think that th- that is huge. Like if you want to be a millionaire, you know, and everybody does, let's be honest here, nobody wants to be broke. You have to physically Put your body and the mindset and your body into that group of people that actually have that same value. So if you if you want to be a doctor, you can't hang out with high school dropouts. You know, um, those are two different mentalities. You have to be able to fully commit to eight plus years of schooling. And if you can't even finish high school, which to each their own, you know, there could yeah, there could be reasons. And there's other there's a. I'm not saying that high school dropouts can't be successful because I'm sure there's quite a few that own apps and shit that has them making millions, right? But that's not the same mentality as a doctor. Yes. No, I agree. So, like, that's kind of where it comes into, like, setting those physical boundaries for who you allow yourself to be around. Like, if you feel that you, you know, you you like to read books or you like to go surfing it wouldn't do you any good if if those two people swapped groups of people to hang out with unless yeah. they also too like to surf and read books right it's like okay i like to read books and i like to surf but i'm surrounded by people that love watching movies and skateboarding like yeah. it just it's not the same it's not the same you know you're going to find yourself watching a lot of movies and changing your values to match the values of those around you. When you'd rather be reading books and talking about books with these people. Exactly. So physical boundaries are huge. And being able to set them, it's, it almost takes your whole self to be like, this is what, this is who I want to be. This is where I want to go in life. And you have to actually set those boundaries for yourself. And you have to stick to them. Because once you break your own boundary, you will allow everybody to break those boundaries right and I mean it just takes kind of all of this takes kind of being in the moment and being present in that moment and being able to register the decisions that you're making it all comes back to values yes it always does a lot of times you are in a default mode 
you're going through the motions. If you pull yourself out of that and you are in the present moment and you factor what is going into your decision, it's so much easier to respond instead of react. In order to to get to where you want to be, you have to like pretty much pretend like you're there already. You have to. You have to wake up every morning and be like and make those decisions. I'm going to do I'm going to go work out at 5 in the morning because that's going to get me to where I want to be. That's my health. That's your health value. I'm going to make I sure value that I my health. Exactly. I'm going to show up for work because I want them to show up for me. Yes. So when it comes to building those boundaries, you really after you have like rapport built with somebody, you really have to take you have to take a step back, build those boundaries and come back into that relationship with those boundaries built. Making sure like when you're coming into like a new like when you're meeting someone for the first time, clearly having those boundary lines drawn and like building that relationship on those boundaries is going to be the easiest way to come by when it comes to like a physically friendship boundaries or family boundaries. And I know a lot of times people have trouble with family boundaries. Yeah, because you don't get to choose those. They've been they've been there or not been there since you were, were born. born. So you don't get to choose those and it is the hardest to create boundaries where boundaries don't exist. And those people, you know, they may be upset at first, but at the end of the day, the people that are giving you pushback are the ones that are benefiting the most from you not having them, having boundaries. And And so when you think of it that way and you are able to empathize that the only reason they are coming at you negatively is because they are positively impacted by you always saying yes, then you have a level of compassion that you can, and understanding that comes along with that. And it feels, you feel less resentment towards that person because you can better understand why it is they feel that way. I think that when it comes to like relationships that have been set on like preceding, superseding, beforehand, (laughs) before the boundaries were set, you have to really think about it in like small steps and really start to build those from now. And then once you fully have that boundary set, you can better see that person and you don't have to worry about like if they're going to be upset with you for saying no or if they are going to not want to spend time with you the next time that you guys get a chance to hang out because those boundary lines will be drawn and you can, you know, like you said, better understand them. So you can better understand how to navigate them when they do become hostile or toxic because you've set your boundaries or you've created a new boundary with them. At the end of the day, though, they need to accept it or not. You know, you still have to move forward and you still have to move on. And so acceptance being one of my values is, you know, maybe I wanted, I wanted so badly for this relationship with, you know, a family member to be a healthy relationship. Um, But it's not because there was no boundaries. And now that I'm trying to start to set the boundaries, 
you know, I'm losing the connection completely. You have to accept them for exactly who they are. And in turn, they, you know, they will do the same to you. They will accept you for who you are. But if that just means that your relationship doesn't look like you thought it would, you have to let go of the expectations of what you thought it was going to be and accept where it is. Because at the end of the day, that boundary is all that you personally have to really be like, this is who I am. This is what I'm giving you. This is what I'm allowing you to take from me. You set those, set your boundaries. And if they can't accept it, then it's not on you. So you don't have to resent you don't have to resent yourself or them. You just have to accept move them. past it and ex- accept them for, you know, they can't handle that situation. And then, you know, you can both, you may have to go your separate ways. And not even just separate ways, but just, you know, let your lives will go on. They will coexist regardless if that coexistence is intertwined or and, how frequent that is intertwined. Yes. And I think it's important to note, so we've talked about, you know, verbal boundaries with the yes and no. We've talked about the mental boundaries of, you know, self, you know, self-negative talk and, um, you know, making sure that you are around people that physically, you know, setting those boundaries for making sure that you're around people that you want to be around. Um, but there's also boundaries in terms of like social media. And I think this kind of goes hand in hand with the mental side of it as well as the physical side of it. Because even if you're not physically around the people that are on your social media, if you're spending your time scrolling through social media, you are taking that time away from yourself to to be moving the needle forward in terms of like, let me spend an hour scrolling through Instagram when you could be using that hour to... Any form of productivity, even yes. if that even if that hour was watching a TV show that you thoroughly enjoy that brings you joy, that's still going to be better than numbingly scrolling through social media. We're not saying don't be interactive with technology. It's only do things that bring you joy. Don't do it to numb out or to not be present in moving forward. And I think to touch on the bringing joy from social media one way to set that boundary with social media and not even on a time aspect this is more on a mental aspect turn off your notifications no (laughs) (laughs) no only see them when you want to i think one thing is when you're scrolling through a social media platform and you see an image that does nothing but detrimentally like it puts you into a a bad state of mind whether you see a, a model that is super skinny and it's perfect body and the only thing that you get out of it as a negative connotation of like is that you don't have a super skinny exactly. perfect body. <laughs> the best thing to do at that point is to set that boundary with that social media person by blocking them on that social media or unfollowing them. So the next time you get on there and you're using your 10 minute of social media time that you've boundaried yourself for the day, you're not seeing 10 posts that is actually going to put you in a worse mood than when you got on the social media in the first place. Right. Let your news feed flood you with things that bring you joy and inspiration. Follow those millionaires, that doctor. Who are the people, like, when you look at a profile and it gives you, like, inspiration, motivation, that's the people that you, that's the things that you want to see and have on your timeline. 
that's going, you know, into your subconscious. 100%. Because if all you're seeing is stuff that actually, like, (laughs) mentally drains you when you actually look at it, and here's the thing, when you like something on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, you are only going to see more of that. More of that. Algorithm. Yes. All day long. All day long. So if you start by, you know, weeding out the things that you don't want to see, even if you may want to see like a pretty sunset beach, but what comes with it is the models in bikinis that really are detrimental to your mental health. You just have to pick and choose, you know, which ones you want to follow. And if they actually bring something else to the table for you, whether they're, you know, their different content is recipes and you like learning new, you know, learning new food, ethnic food differences or what have you, pick and choose the ones that you're following by weeding out the ones that you don't want to follow. Right. And two, you know, the things that are triggering you when you do look at social media, that should be a mirror for you, right? You should see, you should be triggered and see that that is reflecting back on you. Okay, so I'm triggered by seeing very fit women in bikinis, you know, since this has been like the longstanding example we've done for this. Honestly, that just kind of turns the mirror on you and makes you realize that maybe I need to turn some focus into loving my physical body. Um, because the reason that you are triggered is always something that you may be insecure with or is unfinished business inside of yourself. But I think that kind of will lead us into next week and judgment where that comes from, why we do it, and how to stop doing it. Last week, we challenged you to hone in on those values and what was important to you in creating this life that you want to live. And we hope that that is what you have done because this is building on each other. So now let's take those values that you have been able to establish to create these boundaries now. So this week, Let's let's get those boundaries set and let's let's decide what we don't want so that we know what we do want. And by setting those boundaries, take a look around at what you allow yourself to say yes to. Take a look around and understand the reason that you're saying yes to things, the people that you're saying yes to. Even dig through your social media and Try to get a better understanding for why you are liking the posts that you're liking and disliking the posts that you're disliking. Just really set yourself up for success by, like she had mentioned, going over your values, using those to create boundaries, and really living that life that you are striving to live. Surrounding yourself with how you feel on the inside to better create the world you want on the outside. Thank you for tuning in this week. We hope that you are getting out of this podcast what you are searching for. And if not, please reach out to us. Let us know what you're looking for. Let us know what you need assistance with. That's what we're here for. Um, We're trying to be, you know, as transparent as possible in hopes that you will give that back to us in return. If you just can't get enough of us, 
feel free to follow us on Instagram at therapeutic.philanthropy. Have a good week.